is Miss Hyde Cosplay. You're listening to We Got the Geek. I know what this place is. The timekeepers have built quite the circus. And I see the clowns are playing their parts to perfection. Big metaphor guy. I love it. Makes you sound super smart. I am smart. I know. Okay. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Jay Stu. I'm here, as always, with the lovely Sarah Jane. Hi. It's kind of an exciting time. Uh, For the first time in about a year and a half, we're actually at our friend's house with real live people. Weird. Yeah. And not over the phone. Uh, so we're back at the residence of uh, of our good buddies, uh, Hunter and Kristen. How's Hello. it going? Hi, folks. Hello. And you've been on the show plenty of times in the last year and a half, just yeah, via the phone. Yeah, we've been plugging away at uh, not everything Marvel that's been coming out. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's been a while, and then uh, we've been trying to do this one for a few weeks, and stuff kept happening people getting sick yeah no kidding yeah it's been like crazy like because we've been we've been doing these like every tv series or so that's come out yeah and we got delayed off of loki and then we're like okay we'll do loki and black widow together yeah and that's been like eight weeks after that (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah oh man but yes, good to see you both in person. Yeah, definitely. Very happy. To I've see seen you. you a couple times during COVID. Uh, once at your store. Yes. And once shortly after it started, you came over and brought me one of the Crisis action figures. Yeah, I did. Oh it's like god. right in the first week or two of COVID. Oh my god, I barely remember that. Yeah, I remember going to your house. I don't remember why. <laughs> like, it's just all a blur. Um, but yeah, sure. If that's what you say, I brought. Yeah, you, I believe you. Yeah, and uh, just before the show, I had to relearn how to use the uh, recorder because I haven't used it since then, like Perfect. back in the day. Yeah, should we be back up recording this just in case? Like, oh, it's recording. Okay, good. it's recording. <laughs> um, it says, "Get home is nothing." Oh, you. <laughs> Man, then we'll have just sat around and talked like buddies for no profit. Damn it. What the heck? Damn it. Enjoyed each other's company for what? Ah, I hate when that happens. Ah, fooey. So, uh, do you remember a whole lot about Loki? It's been off for a couple of months. I, it has been off for a couple of months. I do remember most of it, It's which is funny because I remember Loki being the show that I like didn't care about. Me too. Like me too. I'm like, okay, cool. Scarlet Witch, yeah. Um, and then you're like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah. Loki, eh? yeah. what if, yeah. And I'm like, all right, sure. Uh, yeah, I'll go on record as saying right now, Loki was way better than I thought it was going to be. Loki was better than I thought it was going to be. That is for sure. They did a good job. They. Um, they certainly made sure it mattered in the grand scheme of things, so we'll get yeah. to that. But, um, no, they, they did a solid job with it, and Tom Hiddleston got to really just ham it up for yeah. a bunch of episodes, and I think, yeah. yeah. So And it worked. It did work. It, it did work. Um, I'll say this up front, retrospectively looking at it, I think it should have been a movie. Yeah, I think it should yeah. have been a mainstream really like especially reviewing everything going back to prepare for this episode. 
I'm like, okay, if you had just, like, cut the... Like, it was, like, six... I want to say, like, 45-minute-ish episodes. So yeah. that's, like, 260, 270 minutes, something like that. So, like, you yeah. could have cut that down to, like, oh, yeah. a two-and-a-half-hour movie or something like that. Like, two hours. Yeah. So... But that said, like they they got to have some fun with it, and I I think they're they're having a good time, sort of exploring what they can do with the TV shows, and it was definitely different than One Division. Yeah, and it was it was probably closer to like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier in terms of like it looked like the Marvel Cinematic Universe on a television. Like, yeah, there's a stark difference between this and and the the Falcon show. In how it looks on the screen versus something like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that, this is not to knock Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. or anything like that, but there is a much more cinematic quality to what the studio is putting out right now. Yeah. Um, which is great. I, I love that they're willing to put like the money up there on what could have been a, like a more or less a flop. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Um, definitely, this could have been like a, a great, uh, a great movie. Well, because they made a point of like making it so important to the MCU going forward. Like by yeah. the time you get to the finale, like I mean, you can look at like WandaVision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier and be like, "Oh, okay, cool." Like Falcon's the new Captain America. That's a thing that will change things going forward. Or Wanda's sort of on the run, studying the 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 grimoire there, and mm-hmm. the what is it? The dark. Oh man, that's terrible! I'm going to lose my street cred here. Is it the dark old? Dark old, yes. Okay. Um, but like this ending is very much a like we're setting up the rest of Phase Four. Yeah. Um, and it was a bold strategy to put it into. The the Disney Plus, like, basically behind a paywall of Disney Plus. So, I think it kind of worked out for them with COVID. Yeah. Where, like, everybody was home anyway. So, it's like, oh, you're not going to movie theaters? Like, haha, we planned for this somehow, (laughs) and we decided to release a year's worth of content entirely on streaming service. Like... Like, the conspiracy theories can flow now. Like, <laughs> Disney caused COVID to spike Disney oh, Plus subscriber memberships. Um, well, they sure planned that well, considering the membership increase this year. Yes, well, yeah. So they get you. The first one's, like, almost <laughs> free. The next one. There's a taste. Yeah, here's a taste of it. Like, um, but, yeah, no, it was well done. I Owen Wilson was better in it. Than yeah, I thought he was going to be, yeah. especially with that mustache. Yeah. Um, uh, no, they had good. Like Sylvie was well portrayed. Um, could have very easily been just somebody doing a Tom Hiddleston impression. Yeah, and um, like, like you get some good character work out of people, and and you can sit there and appreciate. Like, oh, okay, you gave him some time to shine. Like, I mean, like. You brought in Richard E. Grant for, like, <laughs> the best small part that you could 
possibly imagine. Yeah. And yeah. So in terms of like what they were able to produce versus what my expectations were, they did a great job of it. Yeah. It got a second season already too. Yeah. <laughs> James Bond-esque Loki <laughs> will return in. Well, I don't even think they have to worry about ratings so much to greenlight their seasons anymore because it's all part of the overall story arc. It's almost as though they couldn't do it if it's part of the plot to get to whatever wave of movies they're getting to. Sure. Yeah. So, and I mean, like, and I had had reservations about the fact that it was... 2012 Loki, like Avengers, yeah. like the end of Avengers. So, I mean, we might as well start the sort of a full analysis here. So it starts off where it's the Loki from the end of Avengers, and he's been captured, and we have the, the shenanigans of the time heist, and he gets away with the Tesseract and yeah. lands in middle of butt poop <laughs> where and I think Mongolia yeah that's right immediately starts with finds the t- tallest object which is a rock on the ground a foot off the ground and he's like I am Loki I am here to like <laughs> rule over you which is very in character for him because it doesn't matter where he is he's just gonna immediately make himself the center of attention and then yeah we are introduced to the TVA yeah, and I, I'm kind of embarrassed. Like, I'm a big comic book guy. Didn't know they were a thing until this show. Yeah, I I knew, like, I, I knew they existed. Like, let's put it that yeah. way. Like, I never I never dove into their lore or anything like that. Like, my, my expertise was mostly X-Men related and, like... Whenever they'd cross over yeah. with the with the Avengers or stuff like that for like Secret Wars or stuff like that, like that's where I knew stuff from. So I was aware of it, but I never followed it. And right, I was just like, oh, okay, is it just like the Men in Black meets the like Time Lords or whatever from uh, Legions of uh, Legends of Tomorrow, like? Yeah. That's what I was expecting, and turned out way more seventies bureaucracy than I <laughs> yeah. expected. But, um, and it was interesting to try and have them catch Loki up on character development. Be like, hey, we want you to watch the rest of these Marvel movies so that your personality can be closer to what it was. At, at the end of, like, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Like, we, we need you to see yourself get killed a couple times. Um, so, and it was, it was a... It was a interesting way of, like, sort of ex- trying to accelerate his character growth so that it wasn't just, like, it's old Loki versus new Loki. They just tried to be like, oh, okay, cool. Like, if we just subject him to a bunch of emotional trauma... He'll be the guy we know and <laughs> um, So, yeah, it, that first episode kind of drags. You get you get some neat bits of like, what if I am a robot? <laughs> and what <do> I know. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then like I I think they started drawing on the strength of the the Owen Wilson, Tom Hiddleston like pairing. Pretty early on, which I think was a good 
was a good start for them. It was a it was a very buddy cop kind of like oh like lethal weapon ish. <laughs> yeah. And well, it's like here's the by the books like hmm. A uh, bureaucratic officer, and here's the wild card who. <laughs> and yeah. it turns out Owen Wilson is his own breed of wild card. Yes. Well. And it helped that they've worked together on um, Midnight in Paris. Yep. So they had that work chemistry already. Sure. So it helped a lot. It really helped the romantic tension between them. Absolutely. Just cut that sexual tension with an oh wow. Um, but yeah, so the first episode, like going back to it, is like oh, okay, get get to the point. Like I know you're setting up a lot of stuff, and they have some neat things like the 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 infinity stones in the drawer. Yeah, and yeah. I I thought it was interesting where like that was the moment that he sort of started respecting. This organization is like, oh, you guys have a bunch of, like, this thing that I've sought after in a drawer. And it's it's interesting to sort of, like, read the, the, the lore of it of, like, the Infinity Stones only have power in the universe that they're in. So when you're cutting off multiverses, like, these Infinity Stones are literally just shiny rocks now. So... I mean, they don't do it. People are like, they have six time stones in a drawer. It's like, no, they have six green... Bobbles in a, in a drawer, like. But it sort of showed that, like, okay, no, you're in over your head, and it's a good way for to get the audience into to scale too. Is like, okay, you guys are used to these being an all powerful thing because of ten years of movies, and we're gonna make you realize that those are useless. Like, those are this is so much bigger than that. So, it's a good way to sort of set the. The setting and the stakes, albeit a little slowly. Yeah. So, and then of course the the twist of the first episode's ending is the ooh we're gonna get a Loki to hunt a Loki, which I mean, like in retrospect, I didn't think that the villain of the series was going to be Loki. Yeah, and see. it wasn't. But at the end of the first episode, you're like, well, of course it's going to be a fucking Loki. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, it was a good hook. Like, you're like, oh, okay, now I want to go and watch another episode of this because I want to see what this other Loki. And if you've watched the trailers, you've seen like the shots of like President Loki. Yeah. And, like yeah. all these things, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe like President Loki's the evil one, or. If you're like a bunch of the bandwagoner, oh, it's Mephisto again, and like, <laughs> like everything's Mephisto Jeez. until it's not. That's gonna be the best part. Is everybody's gonna think everything is gonna be Mephisto until they stop believing it is, and that's when they're gonna be like, bam, Mephisto. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then you get into the second episode, which is the actual hunt for the variant. Which includes a great scene because Tom Hiddleston actually speaks Latin, and to have him just jump up onto a goat cart in all Pompeii right. yeah. and be like, "I am Loki, and you're all about to die to that volcano," and nobody's fucking look like <laughs> paying attention to him, and it's just Tom Hiddleston 
reciting Latin because he knows it. And you're Did like, he actually speak Latin? Or he he I speaks to... Latin. He speaks fluent Latin. I just assumed he learned the fourth part. So somebody literally just went, hey, Tom Hiddleston, you get to speak Latin at a bunch of people in a village in Pompeii. And he probably just, like, was giddy as a schoolgirl. Well, they may have written it into, oh, well, what what can we do to let him use his Latin? Like, where can we send him in the past where that would be a thing? Like, hey. Yeah. And it was a, actually, I, I will admit, that was a really cool, like, anti-paradox thing. When you're dealing with timelines, the idea of, like, hiding in apocalypses yeah. was really cool. I loved the idea of, like, okay, like, that makes a lot of sense. Like, you could go hang out in Pompeii for whatever, the day before it goes off and nothing you do is probably going to affect anything or like, yeah, sure, I'm going to go hang out on this planet that nobody escaped from because what am I going to do? I'm going to step on a butterfly? It's not going to matter. That's (laughs) That planet's getting nuked. (laughs) So, and... Then you have sort of like the, this chase of this Loki, and even when they're not on screen together, you're getting you're setting up the like little chess match between the two of them of like okay we're gonna set up this scenario, and the Loki going like okay no don't fall for this because it's gonna be this, and then it's actually a double blind because. They wanted them to find where she was so that she could steal a tempad or whatever it is. So, and you get to that the, that end of that episode where like they're finally confronted, and you're like, "Oh, it's girl Loki." <laughs> I wish that was the weirdest version of Loki we're going to get this series. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, what were you thinking the first couple of episodes in? Well, yeah, going into it, I, I was immediately happy that it was variant Loki because uh, Loki in the movies redeemed himself. I thought that uh, that was a good way to end his tale, so I wasn't really, I wasn't really into seeing his story continue. As soon as they started calling him a variant, that made me happy. Yeah, no, and it made sense because you're like now you can have one that's a little bit more anti-heroish and yeah. as opposed to somebody who's like ah, ha, ha, I've made the noble sacrifice and yeah. how many times do we get to watch that Loki come back from the dead yeah I really like the character of Sylvie like if they were to do another movie I'd rather see her come back as Loki than, than sure him. and I mean th- there's no way we're not going to see her come back like yeah they did so, and of course, like, this is leading into the third episode now, where we get to meet her better, where we find out, like, sort of how she's different from our Loki. She's more of, like, a mental manipulator as opposed to him being yeah. the illusionist. Um, and she she sort of draws them into the um, the TVA on a... A wild goose chase or whatever. Yeah. But, and you start getting some hints that that's, there's some weird stuff going on with, like, um, the C-20, like, all, like, the different agents and yeah. how, like, they're starting to realize that they're not, like, just 
people. They're actually variants themselves. Yeah. Thought that was a great idea. Yeah, it was a good way because, like, in the comics, like, it's very, like, Mobius. I think it's, like, Mobius Q. Mobius or something is is his real name. And, like, he's a clone. Like, he's just constantly cloned or something and, and sent out. So to have him be, like, the idea of, like, he's an Owen Wilson variant who happens to be a detective in time and space. And... (laughs) Like, one of your variants was a race car. And one of your variants <laughs> crashed weddings. Um, <laughs> so, and then we start getting hints of probably one of the actual villains of the series, which is uh, Ravona Renslayer. Mm-hmm. Which, I guess, start paying off all the people that read the comics and they can go, Ooh, I know that name! <laughs> as, uh, like, the Bride of Kang. Yeah, I remember that from when I was a kid, so... <clears throat> Yeah, and so you've got a bunch of people going like, oh, that's a weird name, and a bunch of people going like, oh my god, Kang's coming! (laughs) And like, you're like, okay, well, of course, who is going to be the person that you're going to deal with with a time travel alternate universe? I've got to be honest, I did not think we were going to see that character on the show. I thought they were setting him up for one of the movies. Well, and we knew that he had been cast for Quantumania, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, the third Ant-Man movie. Yeah. So, like, when they started dropping little hints like this of, like, Ravona Renslayer, and you're like, okay, so where is this going? Like, I thought it was going to be, like, a like somebody would show up in the last 30 seconds or a post credit scene, yeah. and it'd be like, okay, now go watch Ant-Man 3. Yeah. Um, so... The next episode we get is, like, Lamentus, which is they escape to a dying planet. Right. And it has some really good character moments. Um, there's some really good interactions between Loki and Sylvie, and it felt like the most superfluous of all the episodes. Like, they basically go, like, the end of episode two, she goes to the TVA, and then they end up on a planet together... Planet's going to blow up, wacky hijinks, and then they end up back at the TVA. And it's one of those, like, okay, if I was trying to cut this, like, that's probably the story, this chapter of this story that you just cut out and you just sort of work just the TVA, like, you just don't interrupt it. But there's some nice character moments of them um, on the train together and you start to find out, like, where they're separation point is and it's interesting to note that like it's her as a kid playing with Valkyrie toys and the analysis that I had like read of this is that like Loki's supposed to be like this anti-heroic figure he's got sort of villainous roles that he has to play in the timeline and the reason that this Sylvie had to get pruned is as she's playing with the Valkyrie toys she decides she's going to be a hero. And that's where you have to prune her. Because now this is a diverging point of selflessness and heroics versus ambition and and illusion kind of thing. And that's so tragic to be like, oh yeah, this little kid decided that she wanted to be like her heroes. And nope, we have one timeline that says you're supposed to be a... Suave, greasy-haired dick, and that 
that's what you're gonna be, by gum. <laughs> so, and it's kind of tragic. And there's some neat moments on the train too, where like Loki's like, "Oh, I can't have my back to a door," and like Sylvie's like, "Oh, I don't care," but she's the one that ends up without her back to the door. Like it's mm-hmm. like all the things that Loki's saying out loud. She's doing subtly without saying it because she's not one that wants to reveal these weaknesses to somebody else. And mm-hmm. he's the one that's like, oh, cool, let's have a drink. And she's like, no, 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 you idiot. Like, sit your ass down. <laughs> we have a plan to do. And so. Oh, like when he sings on the train. Yeah. And that's what I can't even remember if, what language that was, but it was like sort of like a Norse language or something. It would make sense. Yeah. Some kind of Scandinavian ditty. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it sort of shows to the difference in their personalities, too, whereas he got to grow up as the, the royal prince, and, mm-hmm. like, he always had people like Odin or Thor to sort of clean up after him, right? Yeah. Whereas we have Sylvie, who's literally been hiding in apocalypses, who is like, no, you keep your head down, you don't do anything that's going to make anyone look at you twice and you move on and that and that's the difference too is that illusion versus enchantress uh style where she's realized that like okay I just want to sort of tweak people that are around me to do what I want them to cuz that makes me more invisible whereas he's like ah oh, I want to be front and center all the time, so I'm going to have illusions. I'm going to have tricks that prove how clever I am, because he wants to be recognized as being brilliant. Like, that's the reason he jumps up on a rock and says, I'm here and filled with glorious purpose. Like, he wants people to love him, whereas she's like, I need people to leave me alone, because they have, basically everybody I've known is just wanted to kill me. So, yeah, it, it's a, it's a good episode for character. I think it's a terrible episode for plot because you just have like Owen Wilson the whole time going like, where are we going to find these Lokis, man? Like, Hmm. and then it's literally like at the end of the episode where there's like, oh, oh cool. They get a bone. Oh, no, that's bad for the timeline. Apparently, (laughs) um, Hey, we found you. <laughs> and, yeah, kind of disappointing because you're looking at it like, okay, yeah, no, they're totally going to arrest you by the TVA. Like, there's no reason to believe that they are in any way, shape, or form threatened by this exploding planet. Or, yeah. So, but, um, and then you get into the fourth episode where, again, they're back in the TVA now and they want to go after the timekeepers. They're going to go after the the heads of this uh, the TVA organization yeah. and, and fight their way through. And we get great reappearance of Seif. That's right. Yeah. Because now Loki has been, like, they've been recaptured and they're going to basically put Loki through his personal hell. Yeah. Which is getting kneed in the balls by Seif. <laughs> and then the emotional like it's great it's the one two punch of like i'm really going to like physically hurt you and then we're going to emotionally hurt you by just telling you you're a disappointment <laughs> and yeah 
uh, which is good because she was supposed to die in uh, Thor Ragnarok. That's right. And she was just not available for filming. So, good for you, actress. You get to come so, back for so Thor. So she didn't Thor. get a terrible death like the other Warriors 3 in that movie. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> One of the Warriors 3's terrible death was to be Shazam. That's so. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, funny story. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. There are more guns with names in that movie than there are women with names in that movie. <laughs> okay. So, just a weird fact for you. Because <laughs> that movie doesn't pass the vegetal test. <laughs> um, no. No, I, I do not believe so. I do not believe that two guns have a conversation with anybody or with each other about anything that isn't a man. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we're, we're running through the TVA and we get to see, like, Loki and, and Sylvie sort of, like, kick ass together. Yeah. Um... And we get to the timekeepers, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, they're they're otherworldly. We're in a weird, like, dimly lit blue room, and no, they're robots. Yeah, that was cool. Which is great because it's a way of drawing in the sort of TVA agents into this <clears throat> crisis of of personality, and I think that's what the show is more or less at its root of, like. How do you know who you are really except by the actions that you're going to take? And and you get sort of three different reactions to learning the truth, where Ravona Renslayer is like, no, I'm going to dive head first into this lie, and I'm going to make sure that the TVA is going to run like the same way that it always has. Yeah. And you've got uh, the one security guard who's sort of like, well, what do you mean? Like, I had another life. Um, I want to learn more about that. I want to learn about what was stolen from me. And then you have Owen Wilson, who's just like, no, I'm on mission. Like, learning this hasn't changed anything, because I'm still here trying to do good. It may change the circumstances around everything, but I still want to just do good. Um, And I think it was a great way to draw them into that, and sort of mess with the the audience too of like yeah, nope these are robots yeah now what because at the end of that episode you kill loki we're gonna take a quick break and uh we'll be right back with some more loki talk with the gang Ooh. hold on true believers there's more we got the geek after these words Kristen Hunter, also known as Kiki, is a Canadian artist specializing in polymer clay creations. Being a geek at heart, most of her work is nerd-themed. Kristen has several lines of geeky creations, including steampunk, comic, and video game-inspired work, as well as sushi-themed jewelry. Kristen is always excited to create the perfect custom piece for any theme or occasion. Please check out her website at kikiscustomcreations.com. We protect the proper flow of time. You picked up the Tesseract, breaking reality. I want you to help us fix it. Why me? I need your unique low-key perspective. Do I get a weapon? Nah. Okay, we're back. We're here at uh, the lovely Hunter's residence once again after 
many, many years. Jesus. <laughs> way, way back. Many centuries In the ago, before times. In the before times. <laughs> where we are, we're all pruned into a timeline where <laughs> we, we had to face a deadly disease. Yeah. All of a sudden, that one season from Heroes so much more prescient. <laughs> like... Oh, there was a deadly disease in the 2020s. That'll never happen. <laughs> but, That's right, yeah. So, yeah. And Loki just died. Yeah. Which, I but mean... not we, really. Not really, because of course not. But, like, you'd been led to believe, like, this whole time, like, pruning is just being, like, erased from time. And then you sort of wake up and we get our first after credit sequence, too. Yeah. Which is old Loki, kid Loki. Yeah. Alligator Loki yeah. and Bloki. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, or Thor Loki, because he's got a hammer. That's right, yeah. I don't know what we want to call it. But, which was a great ending, because you're just like, oh my god, that's the old costume. Yeah. Like, I didn't even notice the alligator at first. Yeah, me neither. It's like, <laughs> I completely did. It was the first fucking thing I noticed. Yeah, we were both like, holy shit, that's Loki from the comics. And yeah. Actually... You said Loki from the comics. I'm like, Richard E. Grant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. Everybody's got a different thing that they can they can latch onto here. And you're like, man, they dragged Richard E. Grant into this? What's he going to do? Like, um, But, and even in an, epi- like, in an episode, he managed to do such an amazing job and make you really feel for the character. Because we get to learn, like, what... Each of these Loki variants is. Yeah. And so, um, Alligator Loki is an alligator. Uh, like, huh. we never really get a backstory for him. <laughs> He's um, an alligator. Yeah. Uh, we get, uh, we get Bloki, which is like, he's got a hammer. I guess he's sort of a more warlike version of Loki. I'm guessing that there was probably more like action in his timeline and yeah. it's like here's your own hammer and neat and we get kid loki yeah who reveals that when he was a kid he killed thor that's right yeah right which is a huge thing and like um it completely changes on a rewatch there's an ad-libbed scene where thor is telling a story of oh one day i I picked up a snake because I they love snakes, and then it was like the snake turned back into Loki, and he's like, "Oh, it's me!" and stabbed me. <laughs> and people are like, "That's the moment! Like that was the diverging moment where Thor didn't live; he died, and that's where Kid Loki came from." And you find out that yeah. like this Kid Loki has been there longer than anybody else. Yeah. And apparently he's going to come back. Like, the actor that's playing Kid Loki is... That's cool. ...is owed a little bit more screen time. So it'll be interesting to see if... uh, What they do with him. They'll bring him in for, like, Kid Avengers or something (laughs) Yeah. My goodness, I enjoyed the Easter eggs on that episode. That episode was so good. Uh, We got the Thanos copter. Oh, my God. I was so excited seeing that. Like... That was great. Um, and uh, the frog version of Thor. We got Throg, actually voiced by Christopher yep. uh, Chris Helmsworth. Yeah, he just gr- he he supplied the grunt, <laughs> which was great. You got uh, one of the statues. Um, oh God, 
from I can't remember what it was, but it was like a head. Oh, uh, the Living Tribunal. Yes. Yeah. That was it. Okay. And there's a shield helicarrier there. Yep. There was just so much like really cool Easter eggs of like different like yeah. we get to have nods to the comics and stuff like that. And this is where we finally meet President Loki. Yep. And of course, it turns out that. Loki's are going to betray each other. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, and everybody's sort of hiding out from the, um, the Alad, oh, what's it called? The Alioth, which is the big smoke monster. Yes. Time in the universe. Yes. Which is from the comics. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's actually from Kang's backstory. Oh, okay. So Kang's backstory is like, he's fighting like a giant future war. Um, way into the future, and he's sort of fighting a war on three fronts, and one of the fronts is basically the Alioth. It's like the nothingness at the end of the universe. It's one of the reasons he decides to go back in time in the first place. He's got the smallest kingdom. Oh, okay. And he's like, okay, like, I'm not doing any, like, I'm not going to be able to make any headway here. If I go back in time, though, and sort of take over the universe, Mm -hmm. Back then, that's where I can, I can sort of make my mark, and so it was neat to have that that tie-in and another hint of what is to come, like what what the final setup is going to be, and of course, as part of their their grand battle against the Alioth that they have to beat to to find this castle at the end of the universe. Yeah. We get more of classic Loki's backstory, which is he didn't die against Thanos, he ran away. He hid himself and he hid out for hundreds upon hundreds like enough time. Like and we know that like Thor and Loki are like twelve hundred or two thousand years old, some like ridiculously high yeah. age. And this is a Loki that's been alive so long that he has physically grown old. And that's hiding. Yeah. Like, that is a huge toll to take on a character like that. Where you're like, okay, well, you guys look like you're in your 30s when you're 1,200. How long do you have to be alive for you to look 60? Like, I think Richard E. Grant's like 60. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's a tragic story. It's it's like he hid out at hiding at the end of the universe kind of thing. He he yoded his way out to Dagobah and huh. decided he was just not going to participate. And he is still able to create a perfect illusion of Asgard, which makes you realize that like even after all this time, like that's the thing he's been thinking about this whole time. And yeah. and he does it, and he gets to have a badass. Like death scene, and it's what they need to to sort of give them their push to use Sylvie's enchantress powers on the Alioth. And somebody in the comments is going to tell me I'm pronouncing this wrong the whole time. By the way, like the big old A storm, (laughs) Um, and and then we get the the castle. Which leads us into like one of the best monologues in yeah in uh, shit, yeah. Marvel universe. <laughs> and what is the true villain? Miss Minutes. That's right. Which is great. Twilight Sparkle. Twilight Sparkle. Yeah. <laughs> so anybody that knows 
It is the voice of Twilight Sparkle and Bubbles. And, and Timmy Turner. And Timmy Turner and Riku from Final Fantasy X. And so many other great voices. Yes. And they brought her in to be an anthropomorphic clock. That's and right. I thought yeah. it was great. I thought it was a great bit part in the first episode. And then you're like, oh, she's back. And she's back. And when they open that door and they're like, hi to y'all. And you're like, oh, shit, no. <laughs> Is she the big bad? Like, <laughs> I would have been so proud of that girl. But like, you go from playing a buck tooth pink hatted boy to the like big ass badass from the MCU. <laughs> and... Good for her! Yay! And it turns out... And then they even managed to twist it, because by this point, everybody's like, oh, okay, cool, it's Kang. Like, we know who the big bad of the season is. Yeah. It's Kang. And then they're like, ha! We got you again! You got marveled, son! Um, (laughs) Got marveled. It is He Who Remains, and it's our, like... And I can't wait to see what this actor can do with the, like, more serious villainous yeah. side of this, because the, the, the comedic, almost manic version of this character, I was sitting there like, this is supposed to be the next big bad? Like, because I knew he was coming back for, like, yeah. Ant-Man 3. I'm like, this is supposed to be the big bad guy? And... You're listening to his speech, and, like, he's talking about how, like, there was a multiverse war, and he was the last one because he had to kill everybody else, because, mm. as it turns out, like, sometimes your biggest enemy is yourself, which, as it turns out, is another theme of this <laughs> series, as you have Sylvie and Loki sort of grudgingly buddy-copping their way through. Loki just buddy-copping his way with everybody through every movie. He buddy-copped with Thor and Thor Ragnarok, and now he buddy-copped with Mobius. Yeah. Now he's buddy-copping with Sylvie, and somehow he goes from the homicidal one to the beleaguered one (laughs) to the good one. Yeah. And, yeah, you get... Uh, sort of not Kang's speech about like yeah like there was there was a lot of problems and it was just easier to prune to the timeline where I won and then it got boring (laughs) and you're like okay that kind of explains things and he's like cool I'm gonna offer you a choice you can have unlimited power over the universe or you can kill me and let chaos reign. And you gotta be sitting there like Loki, like, both of those sound like fine options. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Which do I want more? (laughs) And then Loki finally gets to kiss himself, which is great. Yeah, you weren't happy about that. No, I wasn't. (laughs) Okay, cool. So I'm gonna ask you this nerd-related question. Are you more upset about Loki and Sylvie kissing than you were about Kylo Ren and Rey kissing. Oh, Kylo Ren and Rey. That was just... Stab someone in the eye worthy bad. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think it's a tie, really. I okay. wasn't happy with either. Okay. Yeah. I just thought I'd... Like, we had a couple, like, weird, awkward, forced kisses and a couple of, like... <laughs> Uh, apparently Disney mo- Disney shows just like doing that more. Like, <laughs> hey, remember people can make out? Cool. It's like, but they didn't have to. But they're a boy and a girl. 
But, but they're the same person. Can't they just be friends? So it's masturbation, then. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't think I'd ever see on a Disney series, so good kudos for them! <laughs> <laughs> so they finally kill him, and we get the multiverse of madness. That's right. Um... Which was kind of neat because it immediately led into the What If series, which is literally about, like, well, now we have all these branching timelines. So it was was well plotted out in terms of, like, I mean, now this was also supposed to be tied very closely to when Multiverse of Madness was supposed to come out. Yeah. We were supposed to get these movies, like... I think it was originally supposed to be out, like, a month, maybe two months after Loki originally. Yeah. So now that's the first one that's coming out next year. The first movie. Yes, it is, year. isn't it? Because yeah. it's May. Is it May? Of yeah, next it's year? May now. They just okay. had that big shuffle of movies. And yeah, yeah. That was so we've got left right now. This will date us by when we're recording this. Is we have Eternals still to come next month. Yeah. And then we have Spider-Man: Far From Home in December. Yeah. And then we're gonna wait six more months. Yeah. For Doctor Strange. Yeah. So. Weird. Yeah. And then we also have Thor Love and Thunder coming after yeah. that, right? Yeah. So that'll be probably our next actual appearance of Loki. If if he even shows up in it at all. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if they just save him now for the second season yeah. of his show and just this will be the third first Thor movie without Loki. Yeah. This will be the first Thor appearance without yeah. Loki. Unless he shows up in Doctor Strange, too. Oh, God, yeah. That will be interesting. Yeah. See, everybody's all, like, gung-ho for, like, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Can we get, like, the guy who played Thor in the 80s? Oh, um, in the Bad Hulk the movie? The Bad Hulk movie. He had, like, the come, Barney Rubble costume? Yeah, exactly! <laughs> like, get him to come back in the, the multiverse. Oh, like, jeez. Do, like, a Crisis on Infinite Earths style. Like, let's get everybody that's ever played. Yeah. Give me back, um, did you ever see the Brady Bunch reboot movie from the 90s? Yeah. The guy who played Greg Brady was the voice of Spider-Man in the animated show. Get him to come, let him come back and play (laughs) live-action Spider-Man. Let's do, like, the Kevin Conroy... From yeah. Crisis on Infinite Earths, where you let the guy that did the voice of the character come and play the real-life character. That'd be great. Let him play, like, the old, like, uh, sloppy uh, <laughs> Peter Parker from uh, Into the Spider-Verse. The one, like, with, like, yeah. pants. That'd be cool. I want to see Doctor Strange from the 70s, too. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I want to see um, the... Uh, the like ninety, what was it like the nineties Captain America? Oh, that's terrible! It was so bad. But that could be a way of bringing back Red Skull without needing oh, to bring back um, yes. uh, the actor. Yes, an Italian Red Skull. <laughs> yes. Oh <laughs> uh, man. So yeah, there, it's a it's a neat ending. We get a we get a sort of Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes style yeah. ending where you you think you've landed somewhere and. It's like, guys, we gotta stop this guy. Who are you again? Yeah, that sucks. Because now we have Owen Wilson and C20 that are... Just have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Because our final reveal shot is that Abraham Lincoln was an ape. 
the whole time. But no, the the timekeeper statues have all been replaced by a statue of Kang the Conqueror. That's which right. Is the actual villain that that we were expecting the whole time. And then yeah. we thought, oh, we're not going to get it because we got this weird, wacky, standing on tables version of Kang. <laughs> and like, no, no, you're actually going to get the villain Kang. So that'll be interesting because Quantumania is not till like 2023. That's right. Yeah. So I think we might even get a season two of Loki before then. Yeah. So this is so weird now where like things are going to fall. But and that's supposed to set up like this is our villain of. Phase four. This is the guy that is now yeah. in charge of the timeline. So it'll be interesting to see what the, the repercussions of this are going yeah. forward, especially as we get into, I mean, Shang-Chi and Eternals are Marvel movies, but they don't feel like they're going to be in the sort of grander yeah. narrative. Um, I'm sure they'll draw them in later on, but I feel like our next big, like, story beat movies are going to be Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. And yeah. I think those will be the big ones because Spider-Man has Doctor Strange in it. That's right. Clearly. Yeah. And then Doctor Strange is going to have Wanda and the Vision. Yep. So probably the White Vision. Yeah. Um. So, and then that's going to lead us into like Thor, Love and Thunder and whether or not we're going to see signs of Kang's influence on the timeline sort of showing up in those. So we're getting our first live screen adaptation of like one more day apparently. We're gonna try and make a deal to undo Spider-Man's secret identity, so... Yeah, don't get me started. Yep. (laughs) I hope they do. I think they'll do a good job with it. I think they'll they'll sort of slough off all the stuff that they don't need to. Um, yeah, yeah, but overall, like Loki was, I think, well done. I think I was kind of disappointed that the after credit scene was just the Loki will return in season two. Yeah, like, that sucked. It was just like, uh, yeah, okay, it's Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, of course you guys are going to give it a season <laughs> two. I don't need like a fucking briefcase or a, <laughs> a Manila envelope that says as much. <laughs> give me like the actual teaser yeah. here, people. But yeah, overall, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And they and definitely made it a, a linchpin of the, the next couple of years. Yeah, I had no hopes for that show. Remember how bad I was complaining about it? Which one? Loki. When before oh, yeah, that. The one we've been talking about for the last hour here. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that one, right. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah. The guy you with were... the green spandex. Yeah. The Richard E. Grant show. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, like, super excited for Hawkeye. Hawkeye looks really good. Because it's based on, it's, like, a comic I love. Sure. Yeah. It's Die Hard with bows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, if Yelena uh, shows up in that, given what the ending of Black yeah. Widow is. We'll have to talk about Black Widow sometime. Yes. I don't know if you want to actually talk about it tonight. It's 11 o'clock. I was going to say, we've got an hour worth of Loki talk right sure. now. Well, we'll <laughs> skip Black Widow then. Yeah. So, yeah, so we can talk about Black Widow another time, but, like, Yelena, how that movie ends is very clearly meant to sort of connect her to Hawkeye. So yeah. We'll we'll see if she gets to show up with her. Should we uh, should we get a, give a rating out of five for Loki? It is, for me... Uh, 
four bitten off alligator Loki hands out of five. Nice. I would say four Thanos copters out of five. Nice. <laughs> Sarah Jane? What? How would you rate Loki? I would rate Loki four apocalypses out of five. Kristen? I, I'm trying to come up with something witty, but all I can think about <laughs> is like the Loki gourd meme because I spent all summer gardening. <laughs> so I'm going to give it four Loki, gourd, Loki gourds out of five. Okay. Wow. Right on. Yeah, so we all had a sort of like, it was good. It wasn't like the best thing we've That's ever seen. That's a higher rating than I would have thought. Yeah, that I would definitely have going into it, I would have been like, no, this is two throgs out of five. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, they did a good job with it, and I'll be interested to see what they can they can do going forward. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. neat, excellent. Hey, man, it was good to like have you have you back on the show in person. It was good to have you here in person. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just not the same on yeah. the phone, but. Um, yeah, happy to have you back and yeah. do this again, I'm sure. Yeah, hopefully uh, we'll do the end of the year movie thing again. I have, there are a lot of movies this year. That's right. A lot of movies. Like We don't have to stick with TV specials this year. For it's true. <laughs> I, have a, I have a list of movies that I like actually have to watch. Apparently a bunch are dropping on Disney Plus on November 12th. Oh, yep, Shang-Chi. Uh, Shang-Chi is hitting, Jungle Cruise is hitting, like, basically a bunch of, like, the Disney movies that have all been yeah. sort of paywalled or anything to this point are all going to hit on yeah. the 12th. No, the, it'll be good. I, like, I look forward. We'll do our 2021 in hey, review. Hey, don't swear. And, You're only yeah. old. Right on. I'll be right on. So thanks for having us, and uh, thanks for being back. And uh, cool. COVID can suck it. <laughs> Truer words. Truer words. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And uh, I can't think of a joke, so we'll just end it right here. End with glorious purpose, sir. Excellent. (laughs) Thanks for listening. To hear more We Got the Geek, check us out at www.wegotthegeek.com and on iTunes.